welcome to the Cat's Corner. Look who we got in the Cat's Corner today. Biggs. Big Stevie Ray. Our man Johnson. How you doing? Suckers got to know. Hey, man, I bet you better leave our man Johnson alone, man. Hey, me and our man made up. We had a we 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 met up in New Jersey. I saw him in New Jersey. He the nicest guy you want to see now, Stevie. Back in the day when he was in WWE, Ahmed Johnson, man, I looked and saw that guy. I thought he was the meanest guy in the ring, man. <laughs> he was. He just looked mean. Well, that's his job, man. He's doing his job, brother. Man, he scared the he scared the shit out of me, Stephen. Well, I thought the cat wasn't scared of nobody, man. Now, how all of a sudden a, a man walking around in WWE is scaring the cat? That's what I want to know. That man was if he had straightened his legs out, he would have been about maybe six eight. That dude was bow legged. What, what is he now? Sit by five eleven. He about five eleven <laughs> now, Stephen. That bubble should have put on some cowboy boots when he saw me. He came out like, God, oh, oh, man, what the rest of you? I looked at him. He's about 5'11 now, Stephen. <laughs> I saw the picture. I'm like, damn, did the cat get taller? I was like, who is that? Big, Big Stephen, so I want to introduce you to my co-host. His, his name is Big Shug, Big Ray. Ray, his, say name, hello. His, his name is what? Big Suge. You've heard of Suge Knight? You've heard of Suge Knight? I'm Suge I, White. I, I, actually, I haven't. But, yes, uh, you what have. what You know who the hell Suge Knight is. <laughs> actually, I have. But anyway, uh, you're Suge too, huh? No, that just my name is Ray. You know how that shit goes. They call you Sugar Ray. And, and oh, it just, okay, you know, I got you. I, I you got know, you. just I the got derivative. You. You know, I like got yours. you. I got you. I got like you. Yeah, I, I get that a lot too. A lot of people just call me Sugar Ray, and I'm like, look, dog, no, look, my name's Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray. But Sugar Ray, and Sugar Ray is so popular over the years. So, well, anything yeah. with an S, people think is a derivative of sugar. Right. Hey, Absolutely. Hey, Ray on big, it. big Stevie Ray. Just in case people didn't know, you got your own podcast and and show too, right? Yeah, actually, I'm in my uh, dungeon right now, man. This is why I take my podcast and this is why i also do interviews for podcasts like i'm doing right now with you guys but usually when i do these kind of uh uh interviews with you guys like yourself i usually charge them but since you and i are on you and i go back a long way i'm gonna make an exception for you you got the right to use this content Okay. Hey, big, big C Ray, you didn't have to do that, man. Well, you I'm just letting you know. Tell the word I was a cheap nigga. That's pretty <laughs> much what you what you said. I was cheap. Don't do that, Stephen. <laughs> now, oh, that... let, let them know. Let them know, or let them think that I paid you big money. Come on, now, man. He never will pay for like nothing, that. man. Now listen. Is this, is this he piece? get up and leave. He get up and leave the restaurant. Say, I got to go to the bathroom when the check comes. <laughs> oh, believe me, I, I I know. Believe me, I know. Hey, <laughs> quick, quick question: Would that be straight shooting with Stevie Ray, or or um, or yeah, stand it. up for greatness? Uh, that's another podcast that I used to do. Okay, yeah. Which one are you doing now? Straight shooting with Stevie Ray. Straight shooting. Yeah, don't you do one with do Stand Ono? up for greatness. Do you do one with uh, Sonny Ono? Ono? Comes on the show. He's a guest. Okay, all right. But Sonny sure. Ono, I, you know, I refuse to put anybody's name on my podcast other than myself. Especially Sonny Ono. I don't need bad press. I don't need bad press, brother. 
I'm saying. Sonny on the guest. He's a guest, but I'm not having somebody on. So he's like right. a fill, he's like a filler. Okay. Okay. Hey, right. Steve, Steven. Yeah. Does he does he know this? No. No, does he Sonny thinks know? he's your co-host. Yeah, yeah he thinks he's a he thinks he's a co-host. And he's very he thinks he's very important to your podcast too. Yeah, but he, right he, now you say he's just a fill-in when you don't have anybody else. Well, no, you know, he's a good filler in the fans seem to like his his humor and some of the things that he talk about and they exude his, you know, edgy racism that he that he exudes <laughs> on a weekly basis. So the fans have gotten used to him now. So he's now, good. Now, company, now this what I don't understand is how you, Sonny, and Vince Russo all get a uh, a spot together on your podcast, you know, Where because I know Sonny, Sonny is, you know, he's, he's Japanese and he, he look up to only Japanese people. Yeah, I, know, I, found, I found that out. And then you, you are Malcolm X little junior. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, brother, I'm just saying, wait a minute. I'm just saying you wait are. Wait a minute, man. Now you I've are. You some, will. I heard you. I, say I've a said of, some disparaging things about you as it pertains to the African American, you know, in this country. But they were jokes. When oh, I said okay. that Ernest wasn't really one of us. Yeah, that was he, he, he's actually he's actually acting like one of us, but he's actually uh, Indonesian. He claims <laughs> Indian a lot. He claims Indian a lot. When I'm with him, he I claims am, Indian. I'm um, Cher I'm black and Cherokee. I wasn't talking no. about no indigenous Indian. Yeah, uh, I know what kind of Indian you're talking about. I'm he said talking, he was related to I'm talking about a Bollywood. He's oh, more Bollywood. Of a Bollywood, <laughs> 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 Bollywood guy, but he, he don't want to accept that, you know. Right. Oh, but he man. did he, say he owned the 7 Eleven in Buckhead. Yeah, and, and a couple of gas stations. Yeah, and Buckhead. And couldn't you tell I wore the red velvet shoes? You know, the old folks like that like the colorful shoes on the velvet types on their feet, you know? No, no, no. Well, this your content, man, not mine. So this won't be I, on my I show. Know. You your said boy, it, Steven. No, but your boy Big your boy Big Ray, he regurgitated it. So what does that know make him? Man, we, uh, we know. We know we, already, we know how we, we know his MO. We already know what he's about, Steven. Come on now. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him, Steven. That boy, look at that boy, Steven. This boy got the glasses. He got the polo shirt on. He got the hair put, pushed up in the front. Yeah, he, probably golf, he probably got his golf clothes right by the door. <laughs> he put the Rolex on. We ready to roll, baby. Let's do he it. Got, he got his golf pants on. <laughs> I got on blue jeans, baby. I'm ready he to got, roll. He, what's, the, what's the name of the old Markinson shoes they wear with the, with the corn in the middle of it? Penny loafers. Yeah, that boy got his penny loafers on. Yeah, now, all the, Ray, all the Ray, white stuff. Now, all Ray, the white is, stuff. Ray is cool. Ray is real cool, man. And I'm glad okay. to have him here, Stephen. He but said, Steven, his, let's, let's, he let's said his crackers down. go. I'm, I'm, one of, I'm one of the good crackers is what he said. That's what he said. Uh, oh, did he say Did he say yeah, that? Yeah, that's what he said. That's crackers well, go, Ray. You, well, wanted, the, you wanted the good ones. Well, be it as it may, I mean, I appreciate you guys bringing me on the episode of The Cast Corner. Ernest the Cat Miller. And Mr. Big Ray, I'm here for you guys. And uh, whatever you guys want to talk about, man, I'm open for it. 
Well, I, we, I we already talk. know you're a Hall of Famer. We already know okay. you're a Hall of Famer. We know you do podcasts. We know um, we know about your wrestling career. Um, what did you do before you got into wrestling? Oh, man, I did a few things. I had my own business before I got into wrestling business. I had my own security bodyguard company. Okay. Actually, me and I, Ahmed Johnson was partners. So oh, wow. I own, well, I have, we had our own company before we got in this business. Well, that's amazing. And, and, a lot of people didn't and, know that. And, and, well, and that's frank, frank, frankly, I really don't read. On my own podcast, I talk about my previous life and certain things I've done. But really and truly, that's really not an interesting story, uh, interesting stuff to talk and, and Steve, about. Steve, Steve, Unless I'm talking is, about people that really understand that. It, it is, is to me, Stevie. It, it is to me, Stevie. And I'm going to tell you why, because I know some No, I was I just letting him know. More. Hold on a second, Kat. I was just letting him know when he said, oh, I didn't know that. Because oh, I, yeah, really I don't talk about it. You don't right. talk about yourself. But listen, you right. had an interesting career before wrestling. That's what I was yeah. telling him. I mean, right. you worked in some nice high-end clubs too with your right. body security guard. And right. uh, you beat up you beat up a couple of uh, wait a minute. No, I didn't. Don't you start that, man. I didn't beat Steven, up anyone. Steven, please tell the story with these. I'm not gonna say that. Let's just say they smaller people decided <laughs> to try you. And you snuck behind them and hit them in the back of the head. And the only thing you remember seeing was a bunch of candy rolling all over the ground because one of them had a bag of candy in their hand. See, this is the thing, Cat. You don't don't lead me into things you and I've been talking about. The problem. See, I'm not right, going to do that. Right, I'm not going right, to let the cat right. lead me in and, and people look at me in a different light. I'm okay, not going to let you right. do that, Cat. We ain't going to talk about it, but well, let, me no. ask you this, let me ask you this question, Stephen. Working in a club, working in a club, man, it's a hard business. You know, I mean, I've, I've gone to a lot of clubs here in Atlanta, especially big clubs. Like, right. what kind of problem, what was the main problem you had inside, let's say, a busy club like your club? What was, what do you I'm going to be, 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 be honest with you, Kat. Kat and I have talked about things like this in the past and talked about that lifestyle in the past. But since we're on the podcast now, I'm going to be straight up and honest with you. On a day-to-day -day basis, 90% of the time, everything was cool. 90% of the time. Every blue moon, you would get situations in a club. Because you got to realize, back in those days, people were really about partying. They yeah. really wasn't about being seen. Everybody thinking they're a star when they mm -hmm. go out. And everybody thinking, look at me. Oh, I got a gun in my pocket and this, that, and the other, and I want to shoot somebody. We really didn't have a lot. Every now and then, but you would get the one drunk guy, or you get the one, two girls that want to fight, or you might get a guy that might want to. But it was so few and far between because I'm the kind of guy, I kept a lock on things, and everybody knew who I was and what I was about. So I was cool with most of the people come in there or make myself you know, presentable to them. So I could always pretty much, if something went down, solve it with, you know, verbally instead of physically. Even though I've I've made jokes about Ernest Miller, somebody like Ernest came in the club, you know what I'm saying? I got my eye on him. Because I'm I'm waiting for him to do something. Because I already know, I already know he's a karate man. He wanna go out and test people. And, and I got my eyes on him. And soon as he gets out of line, as soon. As he he's not gonna even see me. You hear me, Big Ray? He's not gonna see me. 
He gonna get snatched. He ain't gonna know it. He, he ain't gonna know it until the ambulance. I didn't say an ambulance. <laughs> I didn't say an ambulance. Okay? You said ambulance. <laughs> uh, you know what that is? You know yeah. what that is, right? Oh. <laughs> That's when he wake up and go, go, what happened? What happened? Steven, back in the day, baby, that's where my practice used to come from. I used to go to club to club, just start a fight. Because I, wanted, I wanted to practice up. Security <laughs> see me coming, and they say, we know he's coming to no good because he got flip-flops on. What kind of person trying to get into a club with flip-flops that they can kick off and kick people? So they will stop me at the door and say, Ernest, you can't come in here with those flip-flops on, no, or no shoes. And then Is that the why you started wearing the red start. shoes? Is that why no, you started wearing I, the red shoes? I, I actually started wrestling Redali in the shoes. I would bare feet out there. Steven, how many how many wrestlers have you known to wrestle without in the in the boots and the thing? Just bare feet. Uh only the Polynesian guys and some of the Japanese guys. Uh-huh. And who, what, are both, what, who, are, who are both uh, in, from the South Pacific. So maybe that's just what they do in that part of the world, you know? But wait a minute. Didn't one of the, uh, what's the name of that show out? The guy with the call, uh, his family. Didn't oh, one yeah, of yeah. Those... One, of, one, of, one of those brothers. I'm just, you know, that, I guess it's been a few, but I'm just talking about something that you see on a usual basis. The Polynesian guys and some of the Japanese guys, that back in the day, that was normal for them. So, so, Stephen, when you made that transition, right, how did you get from being a bodyguard of your own business to the pro wrestling business? Well, j just going to a wrestling school. I, now, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I just I just went to a wrestling school just to try it. Because it's like back when I was a kid, man, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, you know, different, like a boxing school opened up. Uh, we had here in Houston called PABA. And uh, it was a reverend that would, you know, take kids in and teach them how to box and stuff like that. And I did that, even though I wasn't a kid on the street, it was just something I wanted to do. But it was so far away from me, I couldn't, couldn't do it continuously. And then not too far from where I lived, the guy opened up a karate school. And me and some of my little friends, we tried that for like a summer. Whoa, you know? whoa. Steve, you took karate before? Yeah. You ain't never told me that. Well, I you thought know, you were a, a karate hating kind of you know what. Well, but I now I see you you one of us. No, you one of us, bro. No, if you I, took I one day I do hate karate. I hated the karate teacher. <laughs> if I was Why? big enough, I would have broke him in half. He looked out <laughs> with kid. He looked out with kid at that time. I wanted Why? to Why see him after I, after I grew up and became a big started hitting the waist. I wanted to see him then. I wanted him to walk in the club, one of the clubs I walked in one night. Oh, my goodness. Did you feel like he bullied you? Is that why? Did he bully you? No, I was just no good at taking instructions and criticism and stuff like that, you know. I never put that on anybody else. It was just my demeanor coming up. I got kicked out of music in school. Who knows what kind of singer I would have been. Uh, Are you a singer? Like that. Huh? Are you a singer? Can you sing? Well, I dabble around in it for fun now, but back when he I was know, a junior, did did do know did do know every song that <laughs> are back back in. I think from what from seventy five to to ninety five. I guarantee you, probably, probably uh probably early mid sixties to. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Well, that was one of my reading, hobbies. Reading that was bio. always one of my hobbies, man. To this well, day, I still... Bio, reading your bio, reading your bio, that makes perfect sense because your two musical influences was Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles, which yes. Gariba did the name Stevie Ray. So right. I get it now. And I often wonder right. why, but now that I know that you sing, see, I'm a singer. Ain't nothing okay. like it, man. It's a blessing. Right. Obviously, right. it's a blessing to be able to do it and entertain people with it. But um, yeah, I'd love to hear you sing one time. I'd be not right now. Well, but, like, you know, like it was in junior junior high, and I was really in really into you know what I'm saying. Is R and B is R and B your stuff? Are you like R and B? Is that no? I'm the kind of person that likes anything that my ears hear. Okay. I'm really not a genre person. I'm really just a music person. Okay. If that makes sense. If you like it, uh, you can sing it. If I like it, I'll buy it. Okay. And I'll listen to it. You know what I'm saying? So now, me. Did you know Ernest's? Did you know Ernest's wife was a singer? No, I did Ray, not. Ray, let the man talk. We don't want to hear you talk, Ray. We want to hear Big Stevie Ray talk. Okay, Dad. That, that, that was a legitimate question. No, I didn't know. But what I'm saying is, uh, I do another podcast with Vince Russo, and that's what Ernest was alluding to a couple of minutes ago, and. We talk about a lot of the musical stuff on the show. Every now and then, we'll pick up, pick something out and talk about it and this, that, and the other. And people seem to love it. But on that podcast, we cover everything. You know, it's not a wrestling podcast by two wrestling guys. It's a podcast hosted by two wrestling guys, but we talk about everything. Whether it's movies, television shows, music, uh, pro wrestling, football, Baseball, basketball, everything. We try to cover everything, even politics. Well, and Steven, the people seem to love that show. Huh? Let, let me ask you, I know you've been in the wrestling business a long time. but let's I, started think in 19, I started in 1989. Now, let's think about when was your favorite time of all? You know, the most, the, what you had, what you not did the most, but the best time for you in that that's a great that's a that's a great that's a great question and i'm gonna be honest with you the best time i ever had in professional wrestling in my life is when i didn't have much and i was wrestling just for the love of wrestling and those days were pretty much when we were in global and we was to take three four shows in one night and you might have to wrestle three times in one night and that was the best time. That was the most fun time I ever had wrestling because it hadn't really turned into business yet, if you understand what I'm saying. You know, mm -hmm. it hadn't turned into business yet and everything was just concentrating on professional wrestling. And some of the guys back then that was, some of me and my brother's mentors, man, we had such a such a great time with those guys. And uh, I'll never forget that, bro. Uh, to this day, I still... Love looking at the old tapes of when me and my brothers were in Global. Still love it to this day. So who who ran Global then when you was there? The owners, man, I can't even remember their names now. I know one was named, I think it was Gray Pierce. Because mm -hmm. one guy had bought it from another guy. And but those weren't really the guys. Those guys were cool. Those weren't really the guys. Just the veterans, man, that we that was pretty much grooming us for the next level. You know, Global was kind of like college. Like when we first got out of the rest, first got into wrestling, then you start doing a little independent show. That's more like, that's more like high school. 
And then you start, then we moved up to global. That's more like college. And then global gets you ready for the pros, which is more like WCW and everything else we started doing after that. So people like no. Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown, those right. guys kind of like took you under their wing. Right. Manny Fernandez, Black oh, Bart. Oh, love the Raging Bull, baby. Uh, Black Bart, uh, Johnny Mantel, uh, Skandar Akbar. I mean, the list goes on and on, man. So so that was a pretty good, I uh, mean, a big deal for wrestling. Back though, they were some of the superstars they had there. Well, you know, exactly. And that's the uh, tutelage. That's mm -hmm. the tutelage you had to go through back in those days. You know what I'm saying? You had to be worthy to make it to the next level. But everything now is kind of like in-house cookie cutter. But uh, back in those days, that's just the way it was, man. So, so how did you get over from that to WCW? Well, that's, what I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. Those guys know other guys in the business. Okay. And those guys will vouch for you and say, hey, man, I got a kid down here. I got a tag team down here. I think you guys might want to look at them. You know, stuff like that. And then somebody some will come look at you and see, hey, they might be ready. You know what I'm saying? So on and so forth. That's how it was back then. You didn't move up in the business just by knocking on a door. That's what I'm saying. If you wasn't anointed or somebody wasn't speaking for you, you didn't get in. Well, well, is that when they came and got you and your cousin and brought y'all over to WCW? <laughs> Actually, we had a chance to go to WWE and WCW at that time. Oh, wow. I mean, it was WWE. Both organizations were looking at us, and we had a chance to go over to Japan also. Wow. They were trying to do stuff with us, uh, deal with us over in Japan also. Man, but WC, WCW, you know, jumped, jumped it quicker than everybody else, and that's why we went there. So you were pretty happy where you was at when you got the WCW, right? Well, you know, back in those days, you didn't think about things analytically like you think about them once you've been in the business for 15, 20 years. Back then, we just wanted to wrestle and work. Just wrestle. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We never thought about, to be honest, this is a statement I was making before I got into what you asked me. When we got into the business, we never thought about being a tag team. We never thought about doing it for a living. We never thought about any of that. It was like going to Ernest Miller's uh, uh, karate dojo and just learn how to do some karate. Yeah. yeah if you see what yeah. I'm saying. That's yeah. all we wanted to do and just have some fun with it. Not, but did not you... years I thought that we thought that we would go to where we were, where we went. But but did, when did you and your cousin... You Why know, you keep calling him up. his cousin? Bro, bro, let me let me talk to my boy Big Ray. <laughs> let me talk to my boy Big Ray. Don't break so, don't break a young man's heart and tell me they're cousins and not brothers. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going by what Rick Steiner told me to ask him. Rick I Steiner told me Rick Steiner <laughs> said that they are really cousins and they're not brothers, but we got him here. So since we got him here. I want you to clear that up yourself, Stevie Ray. Are you and Booker T brothers or cousins? With whatever you want us to be. It ain't me. It's Rick Yeah, Steiner. it is you. I'm on your what? show. I'm on the cat's corner. Should be he... called the cat's meow. And you're asking <laughs> me things like this. Bro, he asked Rick Steiner, said, please, cat. Please, Mr. <laughs> cat. 
Ask Stephen Ray. Please, Mr. Cat. If anybody cousins, it's him and Scott. (laughs) (laughs) If if anybody not from the same household, it's Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner. But let let me see if we bring in those two. I don't think they're first cousins. But they are the distant cousin. <laughs> hey, Stephen. But why what? you bring it? Why I'm bringing up the Steiner brothers and uh, Harlem Heat? Who was the best team that you worked with that you felt like, oh shit, we can get over together with these guys? Stop, y'all work good. You know, together. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna be honest with you. So many people ask me that question. I'm gonna tell you the same thing I tell them. We felt as though we weren't trying to get over with anybody. We felt as though we're gonna get them over. Oh, okay. All right. We always went into matches thinking, get those guys over because that's where we were trained. trained I, don't need to, I don't need a shine. I don't need a shine. You know what I'm saying? Because we know what our persona, what our persona brings to the wrestling business or to the wrestling focus of a business. So our job was always how we're going to make these guys look better than when they work with somebody else. That's business to us. Because but, if we make them look, if we make them look better, it it already makes us look better. But when, but when I tell you this right here, Big Stevie, What's I that? tell everybody, I tell everybody this. When I was in WCW, I was on mm-hmm. Monday night. I did Thursday night. I did I did some over over guys. You know, I worked with guys that was over before, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize what over was until Glacier and I had a either a Saturday or Thursday night match against Harlem Heat. And man, let me tell you something. They popped when we came out there. I, I understood it was a good little pop, but when that music hit, man, let me tell you something. I've never heard, I've never heard a crowd get so hyped and was so into a, 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 a team of wrestlers. You know, you guys. I was like, I could not believe it, man. Now, being that high ranked, I do see you guys rated one of the top teams in the um, special tag team in the business. But when did you know you was there? And how did you, I mean, how did you receive that? Knowing that, you know. I remember that night, and that's the night that the people just wanted us to destroy you guys because, you know, they were tired of looking at you. That's what that was about, man. They just wanted y'all out, out of the ring, man. They wanted to see some. Re- they wanted us to have some real competition. Now you didn't tell, you didn't tell Mister Mister Ray there, Mister Big Ray, what we did for you to get you a shot. Why y'all did you didn't do that? Y'all didn't do a damn thing for me. Y'all Stop almost ended. Y'all too almost Stop lying, ended, man. Y'all almost ended my Stop career. Stop lying. Y'all almost okay, ended so my career. Up, you want to bring up permanent shit? Put Mr. Ray back on. I'm going to talk to him. I'm right here. I don't even want right to talk to him. I'm going to tell you what happened that night. They got Glacier, okay, a cartoon character from a video game. No disrespect. Okay. Yes, then they got Ernie. Yes, Wait a minute, man. I was talking, cat. All right, go mind. ahead. Go I'm ahead, talking. brother. Go ahead. <laughs> no, not with you. Put him back on the screen. I'm back here. Just flip okay. your thing over we get, okay. you get both of us on at the same time. We'll, we'll put them on at the same time. I can only see you right now. Do you have a screen where you can flip your thing across? Well, I don't want to flip it to him if I'm talking to you. 
I got go you. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I see. I want you to know. I see you though. You may not see me, but well, I, I want you, you to see me because I want you to yeah. hear me more than anything. I, I, I know where you're at. I know. Let I me know see if I can cut you off, like like no. Cliff Richardson did on, on Chris. <laughs> on. Okay. Go ahead. Let me see if I can cut you off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The chat was just kind of getting now. He wasn't, he wasn't over yet. They tried to get him up as a baby face, Big Ray. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Me and my brother took it upon ourselves. Wait, we look at the kid and say, I mean, look at this. Guy come out with a karate gi on, man. You know, no flash. No I did that. not have a karate gi on. Can I talk, man? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. You go came ahead. out with a karate gi on, you would take it off. Now, you I, don't did not, that. I did you not don't have a karate gi on. Black and gold. It was he black and gold. It was black yeah. and gold. You know, I, I can't remember what cut it was. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to pull him jerk his chain and tell him, "Look, dog, come on, man, you you you, you got to come out here. You out here barefooted. You know what I'm saying? Like a, like a little kid in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Running around with the back with the with the bottom of his feet just just black as hell and running up and down the car. Can't come out. I, I wanted to pull his chain, but. So me and my brother got together. We said, hey, man, the glacier thing, we don't know where that's going. But let's help this guy out, man. So what we did, and he knows this. We were the first people to do this for him. We came up with a plan to get his karate over that nobody else had ever did. Now, you tell me I'm lying, Cap. Say something. You talking not to say anything. <laughs> oh, okay, well, okay. Well, let me finish this. Since he don't want to All, right. All right. All right. All right. We're gonna get him over because he's gonna make the hot tag and come in. And me and my brother devised some special spots for him. We knew he was green. We knew he was a greenhouse. So what we did, we don't take advantage of the young brother trying to make it into business. I'm gonna help him out. I'm gonna uplift him somewhat. Did he ever say thank you? No, he didn't, but that's cool. He too green to know what we're doing for him. But we never told him. So Ernest, we said, hey man, this is what we're gonna do. You when told Steven, you told me every day after that match, you told me what y'all did for him. So I no, really I appreciate not. you guys. I don't yes, think I ever did. told you. Yeah, yes, maybe, maybe I told you a couple of times, but I'm telling your boy. Yeah, okay, he doesn't know you. I need I'm to know how you, you got to where you are, Cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We opened the door for him. So what did we do? We devised some, by the fact that my brother and I, you know, we know karate. Okay? <laughs> we know karate. He know, he know point fighting karate and all the stuff you do at the dojo. But see, what we were trying to bring out of him, just like a director in a movie, I got to bring the theater, the theater, Kung Fu karate out of this man. You were bringing so that's it why we gave that's why we gave him spots that people are aware of because they watch karate movies. You see what I'm saying? Kung Fu theater. Yes. Right. So those are the kind of stuff we had him do. And he did it. But then guess what? He wanted to throw some extra stuff in there. <laughs> we ain't told you to do this. You see what I'm saying? We ain't telling you to do this, dog. Now you're feeling this stuff. Now you're, 
Not in Philly. This man, you don't you don't do nothing we ain't told you to do. Rookie, you just getting out the bed, man. I'm trying to help you. Now, now can I tell my part of the story? No, that's hey, it. That's, I don't no, want to know. No, no, no. That's the story, Ray. Hey, Ray, listen. They did exactly that. They said, okay, Cap, we gonna give you the hot tag. You come in, you do all this. They had me doing like double somersault, flip kick, flip kick. They they listen, they asked me to do a lot of stuff that they didn't think I could do. Right? No, we know so, you could do it. So when it was my time to show off, I hit every spot they told me to do. And they were flying around the ring. And then they were bumping the crowd, their ass off for you. Man, listen, still as the crowd got in with me, guess what? Guess what Steven did? Power bombed your ass. Hell yeah, that's exactly what he did. He kept <laughs> me down with the biggest. I ain't got hit like that in the back of the head the whole time. Man, he just murdered. You know how that kid said that off. Uh, he caught your boy on uh, Will Smith. And Will Smith the, the and was murdering his ass. Yeah, yeah. That's what they did to me in the back of my head with that blow. He double axed him. He double axed him in the back of the head. What Pat was supposed to do, the crowd was up now. The crowd is yeah, behind. Was up. What was he's up. supposed to do is go <laughs> to the crowd, you know, let them know the cat is him, a real karate man. But no, he don't do that. He want to do something that I don't know. <laughs> Me and my brother look at each other like, what is he? You see, we just had to straighten him out. You see what I'm saying, bitch? We had to straighten had to, him out. You had, to squel you had to squelch that shit. Yeah, I had to do it, brother. Then, you know, then we explained to him after that. But I'm going to tell you, brother, that's what people knew. That's the night people knew. The boy knew his stuff. He was for the real then that night. Y'all made hey, it. Hey, that's hey, what they call hey. making you. They made Hey, it. listen, listen. Exactly. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for Stevie, I would have been in a whole minute time. I mean, Stevie <laughs> taught me. He taught me a lot of stuff. He taught me the etiquette or how to act in the lock in the in the dressing room, the locker room, how to get up, shake the older guys, the veteran hands. You know, he taught me how to be a wrestler behind the scenes. We talked wipe all you, the Wipe time. your feet before you get into the ring, shit like I mean, that. He, ta he taught me all that, man. If, if it wasn't for him and Booker T, I would have been lost. Nobody would really. I didn't know who to ask. For some reason, me and C.J. Right. Ray, and we just hit it off. And those guys right. did not care about, and it was true, they right. did not care about making somebody else look good. Because, right. man, they, they had me on top of the world. I would believe in myself, boy, till I was kicking. Double kicking and the crowd was going crazy, but then when it was time to shut it down, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I was, but he didn't I was, make a damn if you was ready it, or not. It, I couldn't do nothing. Those guys six, those guys six, 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 seven, three hundred pounds. They shut me down real fast. It me was old like neck bone, baby. They, they threw me. They threw me over in the corner like I was a piece of dirty clothes. <laughs> and one old, old stuff a mud hole out of rain. But see, this is the deal. What people don't know. The agents wanted us to not give them nothing. They wanted y'all to squash them. No, they didn't want us to squash them. They didn't want us to squash them. They want to have a little competitive match, but don't give them what we gave them. See, me and my brother ain't never thought like that because we weren't trained like that. We right. were supposed to do that in a lot of matches, even the get over matches. But right. me and my brother would always go, nah, man, we ain't gonna do that. 
Don't listen to them, listen to us. That's what we would tell the other guys. Right. So, because a lot of people want people to fail. And a lot of people that. want people to look bad. So you never get any kind of praise from your contemporaries or your peers. And see, right. we know that. Now, if you want to use people to do that, do it. But you're never going to use Harlem Heat to do it. If that makes sense. These are things in the wrestling business that people, if you're not from the wrestling business, you wouldn't know this. But it's right. a lot of evil, it's a lot of evil ass people in this business. Oh, and yeah. everybody trying to protect their spot. Well, right. this guy's a very athletic guy and he's a karate guy. Okay. What if he looks like Bruce Lee fighting somebody? Right. Let's make him look like Bruce Lee. And we we got the pleasure out of it. If you see what I'm saying. Now, if we oh, bought yeah. it, the fans bought it. That's what's important. Like the question that Kat asked me about, uh, when did you know, you know, you was getting over with certain tag teams? And as I said, we never thought about it like that because in our minds, that's selfish. Well, y'all were two, two of the hardest working people in the business. There you, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying working hard is one thing, working smart yeah. and working yeah. objectively. Working smart, working objectively is another because I respect this business. So right. if I'm in the ring with Ernest Miller, I respect him. Right. E even though he probably don't respect me, even though I oh, went yeah. out of my way to try to help him. You know, he probably don't. But oh, that's, man, that's all good. My, my mom always told me, you know, don't worry about him. Just do what you do. Steven. Because at the Steven. end of the day, what? Why you keep attacking me and throwing me under the bus? This I was just letting the man know. I was just giving you the example. I didn't mean you this, personally. I said this is, no, you said Ernest doesn't respect I said Ernest Miller might not respect me. I didn't say you well, didn't respect well, me. Why the, why the hell you think you on my show if I don't respect you? I Listen. didn't say you didn't respect me. He said what you I'm might. trying to He's do is he give your used, friend. He could have used hey, Ray I, Lloyd just as easy. I can tell you. No, well, let me tell well you, you, let me tell well, you, you. I am you trying great. to give your co-host an edification in professional wrestling. That's all I'm trying to do, Scat. And I use you as an example. There you go. Okay. Not can, we use somebody, can we use somebody else as an example? Because <laughs> I, I get mad, Stephen. You know well, me. Well, I give your I man, you and your man, you and your man got a rapport with each other. And I'm, if he uses you, I'm just using you so he can really understand. That's okay. all. All right, all right. So, so Stephen, let me ask you this right here. People talk about your you being in the ring and and what kind of wrestler you are. You're a great wrestler. You're a big man that can move, can fly around. You're athletic, but a lot of people loved you at their color commentator too. They like you when you was yaks and fruit booties <laughs> and they like that, Stephen. Matter of fact, one of the girl, one of the guys said Stephen Ray. Tony, it was Tony Carr. Tony Carr's <laughs> wife said you was a favorite color commentator when you was there. I've gotten that from a few people, man. I didn't really realize people enjoyed it so much until yeah, actually years later. Well, a lot of people don't know I got a history in that, man. That's actually what I was going to go to school for. I wanted to be in radio. A lot of people wow. don't know that. You know, a lot of people don't know. I used to be a, a DJ here in Houston. I did work in clubs, and then I graduated. I started DJing in clubs and stuff like that. So that used to be one of my loves I wanted to do. So what I used to do when I was coming up, I used to imitate people on the news, you know, like a newscaster. Yeah. Or people that was doing a football game or a basketball game. 
I used to do it subconsciously and I didn't even really know I was doing it. So I would, and, you know, talk like them. So I used to do that in the dressing room. That's before you got there, I think, Kat. When we had the little monitors in the dressing room, I yeah. would do that for the boys in the dressing room just to make them laugh. <laughs> just to make them laugh, you know, like, because we didn't have no sound on the monitors back then. They just hook up a little TV and it's black and white. So we get in front of the monitor and go, you know, oh, that was a big one. Ladies and gentlemen, look at Ernest Agat Miller coming to the ring, you know. He's, a, he's just getting into the business, but I think there's a future for this young man. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, and the guy yeah. would laugh so, laugh so hard. Somebody told Vince Russo about it, and he ended up sticking me out. I was like, why y'all coming to me with this? I didn't learn till years later, Cat. This is the honest to God truth. Maybe 2019, Disco Inferno told Vince Russo he should put me on color. And all these years, I never knew Disco did that. Man, That's where all that came from. But the thing is, you were so good at it. And it one, was really thing good. Was, one thing is about that, you was able to collect information from the guys. You can come back right. and say, okay, what are you guys going to do? Right. When are you going to do it? And you went out there, you looked like you was like Tom Brady on Monday Night <laughs> Football. You know, you looked well, like you knew, because you knew what you knew inside the ring. Right. You knew outside the ring in the dressing room. So you was able to dig down into who you are. And and what gave you the notion to do that? To, I mean, to that's what you do. I mean, you know, like I said, I wanted to go into radio back when I was coming out of high school. So that's what you do. So I was pretty familiar with doing that anyway. It's like when I would come to the club with different uh, records of LPs that we've gotten or, or some of the 12 inches that we've gotten from the record pool back in those days. And I got a whole list of what songs work with other songs. You remember back in those days, the music never stopped. It just changed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what songs mix together with other songs and what I'm going to say when that mix comes through about that group that's coming on right now. So, but I had did that in years. So once yeah. I started doing commentator, it just kind of like, okay, this is what I got to do to be good at this. Cause I didn't know, like, like what you was doing, Kat, if you didn't tell me what you was doing with somebody, I wouldn't know. Cause as a worker, I'm not watching the other matches. I'm just thinking about my match that night. You know what I'm saying? Then yeah. I come back, take a shower, and I might leave the building, I might not, and I might just be in the dressing room shooting shit with the boys. And we're doing a pay-per-view, and I don't know what's going on on the other matches. Now I might see, mm -hmm. see it later on on the tape the next day, but still, I don't know what the angle you got because I'm not keeping up with it. So when you get out in, behind the camera, you got to know everything. Why the cat is having a problem with Jeff Jarrett, how did this start, what happened in the last match, and things of that nature. So I had to catch up on everything. And and that those are just really the, the storylines, or do you have right. to look more about into the wrestler life? Right. You know, do you mm -hmm. want to stay on? I mean, do you want to give them more information about the storyline, uh, of what's going on inside the ring? Well, it all depends. You got to give them a little history of the match, but this might be y'all third match wrestling each other. We remember last time Ernest Middle was in the ring with Jeff Garrett. This happened. I really don't think it's going to happen again, Tony. Right. You know, stuff he's, like color, that. he's a color commentary, not a play-by-play -play guy. Right. 
So is that is there a difference, Stephen Ray, play by play? Well, Tony, Tony is telling you everything that went down. If he doesn't know the move, I will tell him the move, you know, okay. or something like that. But Tony is the one giving the play by play. Big move. Like he said, you know, hammerlock takeovers into the head scissors. Right. You know, and now, I'll say, you know, now, no, that was We're Resight. Of course we offer all-inclusive site work. We're Resight. Of course we have a dynamic site crew. We're Resight. We have secure foundations. We're Resight. Of course we're good stewards. Resight redefines the way site work is done. Contact us at Resight.com. It's R-E-S-I-T-E.com. Uh, now, who was who was in your ear at the time you were color coming? At first, it was Ed Farrar. But we had a meeting, and I told him, I can't listen to you anymore, bro. It wasn't personal. It was the fact that I can't do my shtick and listen to him trying to tell me what to say. So exactly. I went to him, and I, got, I said, you know, I'm going to have to do, and that's when I let them know I got a little experience with this. And I said, I'm going to have to come away from the Stevie Ray character a little bit and be myself and throw the Stevie Ray character in there with tidbits. But I say, you got to stay out of my ear unless it's something important that I missed. And that's when he said, okay. So I really never had to listen to him again. Now, can, can you imagine having the person, having Vince McMahon in your ear while that was going on, telling you what to say, when to say it? How can you be yourself? That's what I had to go through. Right. When I was doing color... He wanted me to go, but then he said, hey, Scott, you, you talk way more than this guy. Let's slow it down. And he'll yell out stuff, hey, Seth, deer in the headlights. Right. And I was like, deer in the headlights? How can I how can I associate that with what's going on? Because it didn't come from me. It was very hard, man. Well, I that's what I'm saying. That's what Ed used to do when I first started. And it lasted about two weeks. And after that, I was like, I can't do it, man. I can't. First of all, a Stevie Ray character would never say deer in the headlights. I would never say that. Exactly. So would not, yes. So it would, it didn't come. It's not authentic. What I would say, I can't even tell you what I say, but if I seen the spot, I would say something, but it would sound like something Stevie Ray would say, not like something someone else would say. You know? Like, like Yak. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know what that was, but that's something that me and some of my friends used to call girls. So I just brought it to the TV show. And it well, got what over. about what about fruit booties? That's another thing, man. Some of my buddies used to call people. So I brought Bo it to the what, man? People like who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking. See, don't don't be what mad. What I'm saying is that was a word that we used to define certain people if we were having conversations do, amongst ourselves. That's all I'm saying. Do, do you think that word can go today? What I'm saying is this. You just asking me about a word. I'm not going to get into today's, how people look at things today. This wasn't today. This was back then. So let's yeah, leave it was, at that. Okay, well, we'll leave it at that. But I just, I'm just asking questions because I might want to use it. I don't know you the can. narrative. I don't know the narrative, the adjective. I don't know why, <laughs> how to use that. So that's why I'm asking shit, you, how, how do you throw it out there? That's just That's you know? just the way you... If somebody called another man, you know, hey, punk, get away from me. 
Same thing. Oh, Rudy so Rudy. you use that? You use that to descri describe somebody? You know, uh, you know, like, like, like if There's somebody some. young, somebody I, let, young, hold on. Let, let with me, somebody, then, let and me they just little young punks. You know, let me get real close to the camera, so I want to look you in the eyes when you say. So I just explained it, bro. Why are you harping on this? All right, I'm just asking. I ain't trying to get you in no trouble, Stephen. No, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't in no trouble. My... I said it's okay. no national television. Okay. All right. All right. All but right. they they asked me to stop saying it. <laughs> who did? <laughs> who who asked you to stop <laughs> saying it? The, the powers that be. <laughs> the powers oh. that be came to me and told me I had to stop saying it on television. You were hurting see, some feelings backstage. <laughs> see that 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 got big Stephen oh, no. Ray in, that got Stephen Ray in trouble. I think Yak, I think that Yak stuff got him in trouble too. And then see, you know, out. you know, in our hood, you know, in our hood, cat. Yak we different from that. Pretty, yeah. yeah, Yak means cognac. Yeah, and yeah. our in our community, when you ever you hear the word cognac, that's a whiskey. So you well, were calling the, said, you were calling the woman or the girl a yak a whiskey? You were calling her a whiskey. Yeah, but see, this is the thing. I used it in two different ways. I know. I used did. it as yak, and then I would say squatch at the Yeah, you did. Yeah. I would say both words. Yeah, you did. You did. I remember that. Well, the definition of both words are not the same, but I can't. I'm not going to get into what they mean. See, see, one thing I know about you, Big Steven, you you really you really clever with your words now. See, I see you've been <laughs> practicing. You like a to me, you like one of the old preachers in the hood that stood on the corner and been a pimp for a little while to sold drugs, and now he own the church. And you go in there and you know how to growl and hold your head down and look like a preacher. So you sound like a preacher now. I mean, right. are, are, are there any things you might you you want to let us in? No, you no, want, no, you, no, no, no. I'm just trying. To, you been, I'm just trying to entertain the people. Oh, I'm just trying to entertain the people. That's all. You really just clever with the word. Different perspective. That's all. Just trying, what, well, just trying to be me. Well, what about uh, this little thing you had that really got you in trouble? What's that? I'm gonna got you in trouble with me a couple of times. This what? damn thing. This damn thing you used to call the flipper. And where did you come up with that? Where did you come up with that? You talking about the slapjack? Yeah, the slapjack. Slap. Yeah, that slapjack. You know what? I'm gonna tell you where that came from. It's a true story. I remember watching the old gangster movie. I had, I don't know, a week off or something like that. And I was watching the old gangster movies, and the gangsters come to a guy, this is like a movie made in like the 30s or 40s. And, and the gangster guy said, hey, man, come up to the guy and say, hey, man, the boss want to see you. And the dude was like, hey, man, you tell the boss, whoever the boss was, I ain't got time. I'll see him when I, when, I get, when I get time. And the guy said, no, man, the boss want to see you right now. And then before he get his words out, the guy hit him on the back of the head with a slapjack. And I just thought that was hilarious that you could do that back in the day. So I remember I was talking in the dressing room to a bunch of the guys. One day, and I said, man, if I had a gimmick, my gimmick would be, man, I'll have me a slapjack. And I would take it out when somebody messed with me and hit him right in the back of the head with it because I was talking about that movie. So somebody heard it. I don't know who took it to the producers. And I come to the building one day, and Doug Dillinger come up to me and go, 
hey, man, I'm supposed to make a slapjack for you. I'm like, what? It's almost like uh, like today when you, when you talk on your phone and all of a sudden you see things on YouTube yeah. <laughs> that you was talking about. And they said, this this going to be your gimmick. And then Russo came to him, yeah, this is going to be your finishing gimmick from now on. So that's where it came from. It wasn't me. I was just talking, like me and you talking and somebody hear us. That's what it came on. I really didn't want to do that. I was just make try to just talking, idle conversation that I thought was so, funny. So big theory, let's get let's get down to a little something else. How was it that you and your brother split up? And how did you feel when the first when you first heard? Because I know you wrestled with him for a lot of Actually, years. Actually, I'm gonna tell you how that whole thing happened. I'm gonna tell you how that whole thing happened. Uh I I had gotten sick from some bad alcohol. And when we go in and do our physical, my enzymes were very, very high. So they sent me home to get it taken care of. And they thought I was, if they thought it was something going on with my liver, because you know, bad alcohol messes with your liver. So when right. I did my physical, my blood work didn't look right. So I had to go to the doctor here in town and the doctor was like, hey, just take some vitamins, drink a lot of water, and, you know, everything will be better. I come back a, a week later, and he was like, everything, the enzymes going through the roof again. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Well, what had happened was when I drank the bag of liquor, by me being off, I'm going out, hanging out with my buddies. You see what I'm saying? And I would have a drink. And every time I would drink, it make my liver bad all over again. So when I do it, they do another blood test or something like that, boom, it's showing that the enzyme through the roof. So finally they had to do a biopsy to find out what was wrong. And at that time when I was off, my brother was doing singles matches. Okay. And so when I came back, you know, he was, you know, doing the singles matches and stuff like that and working as a singles wrestler. And then that's when I went to the NWO. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. That's when I went to the NWO and all that took place. And then after all of that, they wanted to, uh, I turned heel again. And uh, man, it's, all this stuff kind of comes together. But I went to Russo and I was I told Russo, I don't want you to stop my brother's singles push. I wanted to keep going and I want to do other stuff. So that's when we came up with the Harlem Heat 2000, all this other stuff, because I went to and got Big Teddy back in and all that stuff and brought Ahmed in and all that stuff. What I was trying to do, and Russo was, that's why I'll never speak bad about the man. I came up with the idea to give my brother a push so he could be, get into that world champion type light. Because I know Vince liked him. Mm -hmm. So... That's how everything took place, and that's how my brother ended up getting the getting the strap and all that stuff, and me going to commentary. Because what I wanted to do was work behind the scenes. I wanted to be an agent, because we didn't have nobody of color in those positions, and I felt as though who was more worthy of it than me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But you, you still had some good times in the ring, though, man. You oh, and no, the NWO. I know that. But 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 I I wanted to slowly but surely gravitate to being out of the ring or just working here and there. 
You know what I'm saying? But yeah, being yeah. being somebody in the office at the same time. Because you know, like this, like go ahead. No, you go ahead, Stevie. You know, like going on the house shows and stuff like that. I wanted to be one of those guys to keep I, you know, I just wanted to show another ethic because we had a lot of young guys coming in and a lot of different guys coming in. And nobody was really showing those guys how to be a real professional. Because I would see them on the road when we go on the road, you know? And mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to do. So let me ask you this, Stevie. Have you ever got, have you ever been in a match and you felt like the guy was trying to take advantage of you and you got angry? Only one time, and I was with Vader, and I had to put him on his ass. God rest his soul. Whoa, whoa, who? Vader. The big Van Vader. Yeah. Wow, what? Tell me about that. Vader was just being Vader, and I lost my temper. What did right, he do? Right, right hand over the top. Oh. Same one I'm going to catch you with when, <laughs> when, when we get together. <laughs> Oh shit! Hey, I I want you to know, son had already told me what your plans are, big shooter. And I, I, I let's just see how that work out for you. Okay. Let's just okay. see how that work out for you, big Steve. I know but you've nah. been practicing your boxing. You think you're a karate guy now? Now you got. I never boxing. profess to be a karate guy. I just let people know I can handle myself. That's all. That's all I told Sonny. With them little beady eyes, okay. That's, that's all I told him. Oh, chill, man. Good man. So, so wrestling. Let's go back to wrestling. We ain't gonna talk okay. about karate, but but wrestling been really good to you. You say doing your life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I respect wrestling, man. It's been very good to me, and I tell people that all the time, man. It's so many people love the wrestling game, but they looking at it from the outside in. If you've never been on the inside out, man, you never really know the real, how really complex this business really is, man. And you how see who, you have to be to survive in it. You and see who I'm, the, I, I'm putting, I'm pointing at someone on the left. I tried to tell him that same I can't thing. see him. I can't, can't see him. See I don't can know why. Can you see my finger? I'm going, my finger going right at you, Ray. <laughs> You know, I know the ins and outs of it. Hell, I was a promoter. I've, I've done it all, man. I've, I've actually been in the ring myself. My back's just real bad. I can't I'm, take I'm a, fun. I'm going to be honest with you, brother, with no disrespect to you. That means nothing. I know. I get all I'm that. Not, I'm not going to get into a debate with you about that. But if that's what you want to believe, believe it. But at the end of the day, this is what I tell people. If this business hasn't paid your bills, if this business hasn't paid your alimony okay right. your child support you hadn't done it. your car notes your college funds and all this kind of stuff if the business yeah. by itself hasn't done that you've never been in this business man you've been around it it's a difference right. it's better i've been around nascar but i ain't right. never worked in nascar right. i got a lot of buddies that you know from the great dale earnhardt to rusty wallace and all these guys that used to love when I came around, mm -hmm. been to their shops and all that stuff, but I ain't never been in a car going around a track 500 right. miles an hour, I mean, 200 miles an hour. And I, and that, and I get paid to do it. I got so you. So it's a big difference. Oh, and I'm yeah. not trying to, like I say, be disrespectful and stuff like that. And that is one of the problems that I have 
when I discuss professional wrestling. And that's one of the reasons I really don't like getting into the real nitty gritty of professional wrestling because so many people think they know this business, bro, but they really don't. And I'm that business been near and dear to my heart. I've left pieces of my body all over this world, oh, yeah. let alone the country. And to go through that on a nicely basis and work 327 days in one year, and it ain't but 365 in a oh. whole year. And then someone is going to come and tell me, I know your business. I got right. a problem with that. That's right. all. <laughs> well, well, Big Steve, I, 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 it's one thing I noticed about you, talking about wrestling. We, When you and I have conversation, we don't just talk about wrestling. But it's one right. thing I can say about you, being in the business for so long, being a veteran, uh, uh, Hall of Famer, uh, World Tag Team Champion, I've never heard you say one too many negative things about the business, about anybody no. in the business. You, you said whatever he's doing, that's his business. Right. So what what made you have that outlook on, on wrestling? You know? Well, that that's really not from wrestling. That's just my upbringing, to be honest with you. That's just how I was raised. You know, you and I have had these conversations, man. I'm, I'm straight off the corner in South Park, South Southeast Houston, bro. And I'd have been right. around drugs. I'd have been around prostitution. I'd have been around, you know, seeing people get stabbed, seeing people get shot. I'd have been around all of that. And it ain't never mess with my psychic because it ain't the fact that I'm trying to get away. It ain't the fact that I came up in the boonies or nothing like that. I just seen it. I just seen it. And you learn from stuff like that. I always wanted to be a better person and not gravitate to this. I always wanted to be a somebody. So I felt as though that was my, that was one of my goals in life to be a somebody. I don't know what kind of somebody, but I wanted to be the kind of guy that people respect. So if I'm a, if I want people to respect me, I got to respect them, regardless what. If I know a girl that's a prostitute, she's just a girl to me. I don't look down on her. As I got respect for what she's doing, she at least she's honest about it. Growing up around pimps and stuff like that, when they at the gambling, at the, the gambling hall, and I'm in there giving them drinks and stuff like that, and I'm 15 years old, 14 years old. That's normal to me. I don't look down on them because they break me off a couple of 20s or whatever like that, and I can go to school and have some money in my pocket. But at the end of the day, I know what they do. But I'm not judging them. And they would always tell me, hey, boy, hit, the, hit them books. Keep playing sports. They never say, hey, come go with me and become what I am. That's the way I look at life. So when I get in the wrestling business, I have the same, I say that same ethic. Guy wanna guy wanna mess his life up? What can I do for him? Well, well, now let me ask you another question to go along. Then I'm gonna let Ray ask you a few, then we'll let you go. But okay. I wanna ask you, why didn't you ever go to WWE? After WWE? I, I never went to, I never went to WWE because I knew deep down in my heart how they treat African Americans. Okay. And I wasn't going to go through that. You know, I wanted people to remember, first of all, uh, I wanted people to remember Harlem Heat as what we were, not what WWE turned them into. Yeah. Or would probably turn them into, like they did everybody else coming from uh, 
WCW. And you and I have had this conversation. I told you what was going to happen when everybody went up there. You know, everything was for their agenda to make those guys look, especially if they left and came up when the company closed. Now, if they left before that, they got to buy. If they left after that, they made every one of them look like potted cheese in some way, shape, or form. I, so yeah, I, 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 would, like I would wonder, I would one of those guys. And you you actually warned me before. Right. You didn't warn me. You let me make my own decision. But you said when I called, you didn't tell me that. You told me that it was going to be hard. But then once I got up there and I went through what I went through, I remember calling you, talking to you. You never rubbed it in my face, but you said, I told you, I knew what they were going to do. You know, they right. won't just, they, they just bring you in just to bring you in to make you look like dog food and then get, get rid of you. And people right. think, oh, he didn't get over because they didn't get, they didn't try to get you over. They, they could have got you over if they wanted to. Yep, yep. They could have got you over if they wanted to. But, you know, that's just the way they do business. And like I said, I already knew that. And um, so that's the main reason. I'm like, I'd rather go overseas and hang out with the cat than be up there, you know, being made look like a Saba Simba or some bullshit like that. <clears throat> Well, dead air. It's no good. <laughs> no, it's no good because we were waiting for you, Ray. Well, I didn't know I had the green light. I didn't know I had the green light. I got I got chastised last time I started to say something, so I'm gonna be real quiet. No, no, no. chastised. Like I said, I never chastise I never chastise anybody, brother. I just try to educate people on what they don't know. That's I, I, I feel as though that's my job. I got you. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm a, I'm more of a fan. I'm from the fans' perspective. That's this, good. this podcast That's cool. works works because you got the wrestler and the karate man, and then you got the fan that's been you know you got, the, you got you got the wrestler and the alleged karate man. Alleged, yeah, alleged yeah. karate. Yeah, um, I haven't seen the trophies. I heard about them. I haven't. Hold seen up, them. hold up, wait a minute. I'm talking to this man, Ernest Godley. <laughs> He's trying to that? show you a plaque from what 1984. That? No, no that, that's the ring right there, baby. That, look what, what he found outside. World Championship ring, baby. You want to okay. see, see some more stuff? I got. Look, I, was, look, I, look. I was ready for you. I was ready for you. World-class <laughs> stuff, baby. World-class stuff. Yeah, I was just TV. telling okay, I'm glad I finally got TV, maybe, maybe you place. forgot. Maybe you forgot. Rookie of the too. year. Yes, maybe you forgot that, Stevie. Let me okay. see what else I got right here. I got, I got all kinds of stuff right here, Big Steve. I just want to know. You didn't, tell, you didn't tell you, man, that I also wrote an article in every month's WCW magazine. Oh yeah, you did. You did. You did have it. And guess who I and guess who I written guess who I wrote an article about that he never thanked me for? He wrote, Take a wild wrote one guess. for Ernest. Take a wild guess. You wrote one for Ernest. Yes. I don't remember that. Now, I'm sorry. Yeah, you do. I don't, I don't, you do you have a copy of that? Man, I never kept that stuff. I never cared. I never cared I, about it. I, I, I didn't know years later. Frank. I didn't know years later. I was just doing it because they asked me to. It was fun though. I I want to get that, Steve. I want to get a copy of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That? Was, huh? No, I did. A, I did. They would. They would give me different things to talk about every week, different subjects, 
And uh, they's like, a wrestler, and I seen the one day they said, you can pick a wrestler. And I said, what wrestler would I want to talk about? I was like, oh, I could talk about the cat. And I, and I wrote about the cat. Well, I know. He never, we think, started... he never thanked me for it, but it's all yes, good. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I always thank you. You remember when I wrote that article about the uh, the Nitro girls, and I told everybody, everybody, you know, to watch their back pockets. <laughs> when, I came to, when I came to work, all the girls was mad at me. Oh yeah, they show all you talk about. Hey, did you did you remember when we went over to London or Germany and one of the wrestlers passed out in the back locker room? And shit I in thought we was in Canada. I thought we was in Canada. Yeah, I think we was in Canada. But I know you were laughing so hard. <laughs> that I couldn't believe you were that mean to laugh at a man who's passed out on the floor and using the bathroom right in his pants right on the floor. <laughs> and you laughed the whole time. I mean, I don't get that, Steve. You a mean, you just a mean dude, man. Uh, man I was laughing at you. I was oh, afraid. I, did, oh, I wasn't oh, used oh. to that. I wasn't used <laughs> to the drugs and the stuff like that, man. I want you to talking to a guy straight in the face and he he's okay. Then I turn around and see this guy five minutes later. He's drooling from the mouth, his eyes droopy. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I want you to that, man. I hear you, Jack. I hear you. So you you weren't used to a man just passing out and 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 think like that. <laughs> Hey, this guy passed out. They called the ambulance. They came and picked him up, took him to the emergency room. Looked like he, I thought he was dying. Next thing you know, the next day, you see the same dude walking around in the back with a red working. I was like, what in the hell? What was wrong with him? How can he pass? I thought he was completely dead. He passed out, eyes rolled back in his head and Everything. So you never seen a man pass out. You never seen a man pass out and defecate on himself at the same time. And I, I didn't want to go there, but no, I haven't. Not, not for whatever. Not a guy who was healthy and walking around a few minutes before that. Right. And then next thing you know, he on the floor and people calling his name. Wake up! Wake <laughs> up! I said that motherfucker doing more than sleeping. <laughs> Somebody about throws the cold water on his face. I think, I think, didn't they put one of them cold towels like they do back in the Western days, you know, like? <laughs> cold compress on the forehead. Yeah, I think they did that. I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember. I can't remember it as vividly as Ernest does, but I do remember. Well, I would count Is that scar. person still around? Is that person still alive to this day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. But, but I never call his name. Okay. Well, I don't want to know. I'm just wanting to know if he's still around. That's all. I mean, because oh yeah, he's still around. He's still around. So well, maybe okay. learn. So okay, you're a fan. You're Mark, right? <laughs> Go ahead and talk to Big Stevie. Well, like, I just, like a fan. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I was just giving perspective on how we come about doing this. And on the serious note, when we first started the podcast. You were one of the first names that was mentioned about getting on here because he he does thank you. I mean, I'm not trying to talk for him, but 
there's a respect factor and all bullshit aside, you know, he, mm -hmm. he, you did help make him, you and your brother. And, um, he is, he's very thankful about that. That's some, that's some highway talk between him and I, you know, going down right. the road, you know, and well, when we yeah, do well, that, Ernest and I have had this, you know, a certain high regard for each other from the first day we met, you know what I'm saying? I've always had the utmost respect for him. And though, even though, you know, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way in the business and things of that nature, I was always there to make sure, you know, it never went any further than it it, it could have gone <laughs> yeah. in that nature. He didn't come up the traditional way. He didn't come up the traditional way in the professional wrestling business. I had to make sure I had to look over him to make sure he didn't do something that he might regret years later. So it Wait, was always whoa, cool. whoa, whoa. How, okay, I'm going to tell you this. I wasn't going to tell him. I'm man, I'm trying right to talk now. to you, man. I'm trying to even well, give, well, now you want to go to something else, man. Well, let me tell this story right now. You might have no, to help man, me. No, man, you had plenty of time to tell this story. No, this is a good one. What's the guy named Booty, Booty Man? What's his name? Uh, what's his name? Hogan Friend? Brutus Beefcake. Brutus, Brutus Beefcake. Beefcake. Now, I had a match with this guy on the Saturday morning show. This is not true, but go ahead. I had a match with this guy on Saturday morning show. So when he find out he going to have a match with me and I was going to win, he was highly upset. I mean, he was highly upset. He didn't even want to come and go over the match with me. So we finally got to the, the you know, the match, making the match. We put together the match and then we were getting ready to go to the ring. Everything was set. And it was so easy. It was just a simple kick to the head when he bent me over. One, two, three, roll up, then I roll out the ring. Easy, easy match. So Stevie Ray walking around, he always walked around kind of half-dressed, sliding his feet, you know, with his thing. For some reason, he didn't put his top on. He just left the top open, showing the big arms and his shoulder. And he was like, who you got a match with? I said, Bruder BK. And he said, oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, all right. So we went through the match. Everything went the way it was supposed to go. I did everything we were supposed to do. It was easy. For some reason, he rolled out. Rudy Beefcake was mad. He rolled out the ring and said, this guy's green. He making, a he making the business look bad. I don't know what he's doing. He, and, he, and I was taught whenever someone did the job for you or you lost to you, did the job for you, the first thing you say is thank you. Right. And that's what I did. I told him, soon I went one, two, three. I said, thank you. Rolled out the ring. He got out the ring. And he just went past me. He didn't say nothing else. So as I get to the back of the as I saw towards the locker room, Stephen <laughs> Ray walking my way from the lo locker room. And he stopped. He said, um, who did you just have a match with? I said, Bruce. He knew that. He knew I just had a match with Bruce Beefcake. And he knew he was mad. So he said, um, Brutus mad at you. I said, for what? He said, man, that cat, that green, you know what? He should have never been in the ring yet. So I said, I told that man I was sorry. So Steve said, well, he said he should have kicked your ass or something. So I said, what? I said, come on. I walked back to the locker room. And a lot of people don't know, years before that, Brutus Beefcake was in a real bad accident, a boating accident. Yeah. And him and whole yeah, him and Hogan were best friends. So what yeah. I hear, he split his skull open. They had to put some kind of 
steel or iron steel plate, plate. the yeah. holy skull together. So when I got back, I was so mad. The only thing I could think of is that plate, that iron plate in his head. And I told him, and Stephen was standing right there watching. He just started the whole thing. I looked at him. I said, bro, I told you I was sorry. Now, if you keep talking, I'm going to kick that damn iron plate out of your head. <laughs> and Stephen laughed so much, man. He was mad. He started the whole thing, man. And the guy just sit there. Brutal Beefcake didn't say anything back. He just sit right there and listen to me yell at him because he probably knew he was wrong. But when I told him I'm going to kick that iron plate out of your head, Steven just damn near, he damn near shit in his pants like the guy did who fell out of Germany. Or Canada. Now, country. Whatever we want, oh. man. Steven, Steven was that kind of guy for me. He knew I was young. He knew I was like a, I was hot-headed. He knew I was a switch. Man, this dude started a fight between me, Br Brutus BK. He damn near had me to beat up all the bar the Armstrong Bro, boys. Well, Steve, I don't know if Beefcake said all that, but that's I thought that's how I interpreted it. And I could have been wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I could have been wrong. You you can't. But out, that's kind of like how I heard it though, but it can't maybe I maybe I put it in that context, man. But it sounded like he said that to me. He might have just said, "Hey, man, the guy green, and he need to learn a little bit more." Man, maybe that's what he said. But to me, it sounded like you know, he was gonna kick your ass. And, and I, well, sound like if in another another time, another day, maybe he would have. I don't know. I, I don't run from I don't run from no fight. Stephen knew that, so as soon as he told me that, I said. Okay, I'm going to the locker room, and guess who was walking closely behind me? Like he was, the, like he was the security guard. He walked behind me. He didn't even go in the locker room when I started yelling at the guy. He's standing in the hall looking. No, I was, on other, I was on the other side behind. BK. Oh yeah, that's right. I was on the other side behind <laughs> BK. And BK, looking like I can see why he was looking kind of perplexed. Maybe I didn't have the words right. I, I, you know, looking back on it now, I don't know. You see, you started that whole thing, Big Steven. <laughs> well, I'm glad Beefcake didn't get his ass beat. No, yeah, didn't me get too. That, didn't get that plate. I would. I'm gonna tell you, I would have never. I would have never let Cat get close. I would have. I was putting myself in position to make sure Cat couldn't make that move. As soon as he made that move, I would have grabbed him around his waist and pulled, pulled, pushed him back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like working at a club, you know what I'm saying? Just like working at a club. You know, I'm putting myself in a position. I, I wouldn't let, let it go that far. Well, Big Steve, you know, I'm, I'm, listen, man, it's been fun, man. We can talk yeah. like this for two hours, man. And, uh, some hey, good man, let your boy, your boy have some closing questions. We'll let him. Uh, okay, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, no, I'm good. No, I'm no, good. no, 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 bro. Go ahead. You learning. Yeah, talk whatever you yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk to Steven. So in the, now that you're away from wrestling, you're retired, you're a WWE Hall of Famer, um, how do you keep yourself busy other than the podcast? You, you got the guy, other, other business. Oh, man, I, I, still, I still work with different organizations and stuff like that around town. And, I, you know what I'm saying, it gives me time to uh, go do a lot of things that I usually didn't have time to do. So right now, I just do a lot of relaxing, helping out uh, uh, over my buddy's community uh, care, sir, uh, 
Uh, my buddy Scott, uh, he's got a uh, community care. Mm -hmm. And things like that, different people in the uh, in my old neighborhood and stuff like that. And for some of the seniors and things of that nature, some of the young people also. And I still do personal, I still do a lot of personal appearances around town. I don't really do a lot of them. Uh, a lot of the wrestling conventions and stuff like that anymore because they really starting to get on my nerves. But I still do a little paying gigs and stuff like that around town. But mainly, I'm just resting. I work out every day. And podcasting, which I really love. I'm writing, mm -hmm. a, writing a book right now. And oh. uh, I also, a few years ago, I wrote a documentary that I'm trying to put into place also. So those are the things that I really... They really get my juices going. I'm not a guy, and that's why I say I'm not a guy that really like I I enjoy having conversations like this with Ernest because he and I come from the same ilk. But right. uh, I'm a I'm a guy like present and tomorrow instead of yesterday. Because so right. many people, when it comes to professional wrestling, they still hang on to yesterday. I'm yeah. still trying to, I'm still trying to make magic. With my, I've, I still got dreams. Wrestling yeah. used to be a dream of mine, and once I accomplished it, like I said, it was a dream just to do it, not to excel in it and all these other things that came with it. But I appreciate that. But at the end of the day, I've done all I can do with professional wrestling. Now I need to give back to it in another way. Okay. Hey, Stephen, why why are you you talking about the documentary? Why don't you pitch it to Big Ray? Big Ray, him and his buddy have a big film production company, right? Right? Well, yeah. well, you're talking about my documentary? Yeah. What's it about? Oh, yeah, I, I will once I get into position to get it off the ground. Okay. Yeah, I will. And what it, yeah. I don't want to talk about it on the air. I can talk about it with you in private, but. Uh, okay. I got you. Uh, you, don't want yeah. nobody, you don't want nobody jacking your ID. I get it. You know how that goes. Absolutely. It happens yeah. all the time. Right. I, 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 I've, had, I've had three or four things stolen from me over the years. It's not. It's not good. It's right. Not good. But um, I know from from the fans' perspective, you brought a lot of joy because I, I mean I love Harlem Heat. That would be one of my favorite tag teams. I appreciate like that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not your. You know your average white guy. You know. I'm. You know. Well, I'm a brother. Uh, what is what is the average white guy? I just you know uh, 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 you know a, I mean a, 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 a Tom if you will I'm not one of those. Well, I don't think that I'm pulling to that degree, but I'm I know exactly what you're talking about. Hey, Ray, Ray, won't you tell him in, in Dusty Rose voice who you are? I'm gonna tell you, baby, that ain't there ain't many people out there that's 257 pounds of blue-eyed soul that captivated <laughs> the country. That yeah, Dusty, Rose, Dusty, Dusty Rose stole one of my ideas also. He did, he? did he? No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I had written, I didn't know I was good at coming up with ideas and writing stuff. I didn't know I was good at it back then. And Dusty them stole it. Jack, jacked it, cat. Damn. Hey, tell her what Cole, Hey, Ray, tell her what Stone Cold would have said that Dusty was jacking this movie or his ideas. <laughs> I don't care if it's Dusty Rhodes. I don't care if it's Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles. I'll stop a mud <laughs> hole in his ass and walk it dry, son. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. Oh, that's a good. That's Stevie great. Ray yeah. said so. 
That, that's very good. That's very good. But listen, all jokes aside and all that shit, you know, I'm, I call myself a smart mark. I mean, I, okay. I, I, I'm yeah, not never been into business. They're smart marks. I've been, been in your business. Yeah. But since 1975, since Baron Von Raschke and Paul Baron Jones. Baron Von Raschke. Yeah. Paul and, Jones. And, oh, my God. Jay Youngblood and Ricky Steamboat. I, I flipped through the TV one morning at my grandma's house, and I've been a fan ever since. And I, hey, nothing, you know, nothing wrong with that, man. There's yeah, nothing wrong with that. It's, it's just the fact that it's just the fact that so many people. I like I said, I do podcasts on Thursdays and oh, Fridays for other people, but it's so many people that are becoming podcasters now, and they right. really don't know how to interview professional wrestlers. Right, and that is why I started charging people. Because if I'm going to give up my time to somebody that don't know shit, There's I got to get, fuck paid. I gotta I get, get paid for it. Because it's it. a waste of time, man. Because I can talk about these same things on my own show. Like the That's... stuff Cat, Cat talking about. See, I would never mention that. He mentioned it. Like getting into fights with other wrestlers. You ain't never, you never heard Stevie Ray talk about nothing like that. Nope. Now, if somebody was aggressive with me, I'm going to have to defend myself or retaliate. You see the difference? Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to just go j jump on somebody because he may uh, may have said something derogatory toward me, and I'm not even there. <laughs> so you, you would never go to, like, some guy that was, you know, barely head, barely hanging on his body because he's got a plate in his head and just jump <laughs> on him and make him feel real bad about himself. Talk bad to him. Just, make, just uh... talk bad to him. Talk about his medical condition. I would never do that. I would never do that. I wouldn't. I pulled a man to the side, not in front of 30 other guys. That's what I would do. Absolutely. I'm just saying. I would pull a man to the side and I say, look here, dog. I don't know what happened out there, brother. If, if I did the wrong thing, I apologize. But I'd appreciate, man, you know, you're trying to help me instead of hurting me, man. Because I really respect you, brother. And I look up to guys like you because you, 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 you paved the way for people like me. That's all. So if I messed up, man, I'm sorry. That's what I would do. Yeah, because you're humble. You're humble like that. You're humble, you but know? see, everybody ain't like that, though. They want to be hey, people. Hey, up. hey, well, well, how I'm how talking about... to that man. I'm not about you. I'm talking well, about some certain people. Why do y'all my... think I'm talking about you, man? Then go ahead, Ray. Go ahead and finish <laughs> with Steven so we can go, man. We done, baby. We done. We strapped this thing up. Hey, Big Thank Steven, you. thanks for coming, man. Thank you for I, coming no problem, on, man. brother. No problem. No problem. I, I, I look, hey, Big Steven, I love you, brother. Thanks for too, coming bro. on, man. Thanks love for you too, coming bro. on. All right, Big Ray. Hey, keep Talk up the good work, man. I hope the show is successful. Keep up the good work. Oh. All right, Big Steven. All right, brother. I'll talk to you. I appreciate your time. Oh, no problem, brother.